2: Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.
3: All this past week, we've heard a lot from new Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson's point of view. His inaugural address stirred more than a few people at Credit Union One Arena. And during the week, we heard him discuss the migrant influx and more. But what about folks with a more conservative view? Not so much. Well, this weekend, we're going to try to correct that. Hello, I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. My guests this weekend include the heads of two conservative-leaning political think tanks, Ted Dabrowski is president of WirePoints. It's an entity that does research and offers public analysis of governments and policies. Also with us is Matt Papraki, the president and CEO of the Illinois Policy Institute. That's a free market group that's been influential in some GOP circles and a Republican gubernatorial administration, in fact. And I thank both of you for being here. Uh, I also should say I invited a leader in the business community to join us, but wouldn't you know it, at the end of Session activities in uh, the Illinois legislature in Springfield. Uh, Though all of those things required him to be there and not here. Uh, That does not mean we're going to ignore the concerns and needs of business in this discussion. But let's start with overall impressions. Uh, We had a long campaign that gave all the parties, including now Mayor Brandon Johnson, a chance to uh, define themselves. And the new mayor set the tone for his new administration with a High spirited inaugural address. Ted Dabrowski, what are the things that struck you the most as we start this four years of the Johnson administration?
1: Well, number one, you know, I, I thought from a speech perspective, he was really impressive in his ability to, to, to manage the room, to, I think, to create hope uh, within, within the groups that he, uh, that he um, sup- uh, manages, let's call it. Uh, he was quite inspirational. You can see why he won. Uh, he is really good at, at managing the crowd and, and and getting his message out. So uh, you know, kudos to him for being able to do that. And, and you know, that's that's a, a leadership power. Uh, but of course, you know, from from our perspective, you know, it's that power and how he uses it that will will define uh, you know how Chicago ends up. And you know, my big concern is is not what he said on the on the campaign trail so much as what he said before the campaign trail. And of course, you know how he's led uh, the Chicago Teachers Union, and so. You know the big concern for us, look, we we leave the country in homicide. So uh, he's you know, made lots of claims about police being racist. So that's a huge concern. How will he manage policing? Because we believe that we need you know really good policing and good uh, uh, prosecutions, good sentencing. If we don't get that, we won't control crime. I'm really worried about the schools. We have one out of every ten black kids can read. Only one out of every twenty black kids can do math at grade level. So that's a real big concern because the CTU has all the power. Uh, I'm worried about, you know, treating criminals as as victims. So there, there's a lot of, you know, I could go on, uh, you know, his, his uh, attack on corporations that they cause poverty and crime. Uh, there's a lot that he's going to have to figure out how to manage because we live in a world where there's where people can move now very easily. We're seeing Chicago lose population uh, two years in a row right now. So if he's not careful, uh, doubling down on the things that have gotten Chicago in trouble can make things much worse.
3: And I should point out, since there's no one from the uh, CPS here, the Chicago Public Schools, they probably would quibble with some of the statistics. But there, but everyone acknowledges that there are some deficiencies within the uh, Chicago Public Schools.
1: Uh, Craig, Craig, can I just just one point? Sure. All that data that I quoted is directly from the Chicago Public Schools website. Just just for clarity.
3: Okay, uh, Matt Papraki, What are the uh, things that concern you the most uh, uh, about as we go into this, and also what may be signs of hope?
0: Yeah, I, I let me first by say by uh, or start by saying, I hope Mayor Johnson is successful. I live in Chicago. I bought a house uh, in the city of Chicago after he got elected. Uh, I hope that he's wildly successful. I think Chicago. I think Illinois is one of the greatest cities and one of the greatest states in the history of the world. Uh, and I want this to be a place that businesses want to come to, that families want to plant their roots and uh, live here for their lives. I want jobs to be created and flourish inside of this city. So I think I am rooting for this mayor and I hope that he is wildly successful. Oftentimes we look at this as, you know, here's a conservative point of view or a liberal point of view. That's, that's just not the case. This is our city, right? He's our mayor. We win or we lose together. And we're all in the same boat together. And so the question that that I'm looking at with the mayor right now is how do we translate between his rhetoric into what actually happens? You know, because I think the first point is, look, I'll be the first to say, I didn't vote for uh, Mayor Johnson, but nor did the majority of the population in the city of Chicago. I mean, if you look at by population, he got 11% of the overall votes. You know, my daughter, she's five years old. She didn't vote for Mayor Johnson, but that's still her mayor, right? And and what he has the responsibility to do now is not lead on the one out of every 10 people who did vote for him in the city, but lead for the 90% of people who didn't, right? For all of us, so that they have safe schools to go to. So they have quality education, so that there's jobs and businesses and everything is flourishing here. And so that's the question is, is how will he actually govern? You know, my dad always taught me uh, judge people by their actions, not by their words. And that's that's what we're gonna see. And I'll say that the first couple of days have been tough. Uh, we had 12 homicides this last weekend in the city of Chicago. We haven't heard one thing from Mayor Johnson talking about what he's gonna go do to go protect these kids. A new report just came out recently that said that if you live uh, in a poor community in the city of Chicago, there's a 50% chance that you will see a friend get shot before you reach the age of 18. That is devastating. More kids have a greater probability of seeing a friend get shot in some areas than graduating high school, right? That needs to change. And so what I'm going to be looking for and continue to look for is what what places does he start showing that he's gonna focus attention on that? Uh, And and we saw in his first week, right off the bat, uh, his ally said, uh, first we get the money, right? Let's raise taxes by $12 million. And Brandon Johnson said, I got to walk this back. Uh, we had his floor leader who came out and said, Lori Lightfoot did not do a good transition of power. And Mayor Johnson had to walk that back immediately. Uh, so th- he's he's starting to get his feet and he's stumbling a little bit. Uh, but what I'm really going to be watching for is what are his actions and what moves does he make to actually make Chicago a place where all people, not just the people who voted for him, not just the special interests, that he's representing but all people are represented. Uh,
3: let, let's talk a little bit about some of what you were, were talking about because is this an issue of the mayor stumbling or are some of his supporters um, to use the, uh, the phrase I saw in one of the stories, uh, uh, leaning over their skis a little too far uh, because they are working for him and some of them, frankly, the people who put out the report that had the, uh, the $12 billion in revenue uh, suggestions, that group intentionally was trying to put the pressure on him. Uh, is, is that just something that, we, that we're expecting? Ted, is that something that we should kind of expect? That progressives are going to want the mayor to move more in their direction now that he is in office?
1: Well, yeah. Let, let's be clear. Um, the mayor got elected, you know, in, in grand part. And of course, I, I talked about his his ability to to bring people together. That's certainly key. But a grand part of that, and you know, IPI did a great job of, of bringing this to life, was the support of the unions, the CTU, the SEIU. Uh, they gave him the overwhelming majority of their funds. It's not like he had a a, a bunch of grassroots small amounts. Uh, these were big, big names of course, the big progressive uh, groups who have a big agenda, you know, a climate agenda, uh, you know, the, the social justice agenda. So they got him in power. These are very powerful people, very powerful groups, and they know what they want. And Brandon Johnson, you know, as, as a candidate, took the money. He got elected. Now he he's going to have to answer to them. The question is going to be, as Matt said, you know, what are his actions? Um, you know, my big concern about Brandon is that you know he has aligned himself with the CTU for for a long time. Uh, he's got a he's got a record. This is not a, a man who doesn't have a record. He's got a record, and he's he's got uh, you know quite a bit on on video, so we know what he thinks and what he says. Uh, you look back at the schools when he was teaching at uh, uh, one of the I guess it was a magnet school, but he said that he was didn't like it. Uh, wanted to stop reduced testing. Uh, didn't hand out Fs. Didn't like the uh, 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 the uh, testing things like that, so um, you know he, he's he's out there. And then once he's been with the CTU, he's helped organize uh, the CTU in in, a, in grand manner. He's been a leader. Um, he he owns it. So he's going to have a hard time. Now, yes, those groups are going to pressure him to get what they want, whether it's things like affordable housing or climate things. Uh, but he's he's in their camp, and uh, they're going to demand it of him. And if you look at that, if you look at that 12 billion dollar report that you just mentioned, uh, you know, w- within there, there's 500 million dollars in cuts to the police. So he's going to have a really hard time, you know, balancing between some of the the pressures that groups like us might put if if, if he's willing to listen to them. And, of course, the demands of his own groups. He's going to be a, he's going to be in a big spot. But, uh, you know, he's he's those are the people he danced with.
3: Uh, Matt, do you are, are you concerned that uh, the the. Those who are surrounding him are going to sway him or I mean, and during the campaign, when he was asked about that, his answer was, I am the only one who can, you know, because because I have been part of them, I'm the one that can say to them, no, you can't have that, we can't afford that right now. And they've got to believe me, because if I tell it to them,
0: then they have to believe so. Are you? Do, does that persuade you, Matt? I, I hope so, right? I hope I hope he's right, and I hope that he restrains spending. But based on who he's placing in his administration, and, and as Ted said, you know, ninety five percent of all of his funds came from uh, government unions, and so and then he's putting them all in there in his administration. And the concern that I have is, it's not a union issue. Uh, It is specifically the Chicago Teachers Union, uh, who now runs this administration with Brandon, is the focus isn't about kids, right? And I think that's something that's really uh, concerning to me is the conversation, you know, when he just signed the uh, executive order making a deputy mayor of labor, it was, how can we have somebody to create more bureaucracy so that more administrators can get more money? It wasn't looking at, how about these poor kids who are stuck in environments where they're not learning how to read. You know, I have a, a friend of mine, her name is Jalen. she uh, lives on the south side and she was eight years old the first time she saw a classmate get shot. She was eight and she walked out of the school that day, she walks into the playground, she's with her best friends, everybody's laughing and she hears two noises and they're bullets. And Jalen gets scared and she runs home, she goes to her mom, she sits on her mom's lap and she's crying, right? She just saw a friend get shot at school. And she's crying. And her mom says to her, Jalen, next time this happens at school, for your own safety, don't run home to me. Lay on the ground till the police get there. That's who I want to hear them standing up for, right? Girls like Jalen, who all of a sudden have to watch their violence and their mother has to tell them the next time this happens. Because to me, I hear that and I go, no, no, there won't be a next time, right? And so, where I, where I strongly disagree with the Chicago Teachers Union, I want to be talking about Jalen. I want to be talking about lifting these kids up. I want to talk about how do we create the best educational experience for their lives so that they can do whatever they dream. That what their mother doesn't have to teach them, what their mother should be teaching them is how can you do whatever you want, not how do you avoid getting shot after school. That's where I disagree with the Chicago Teachers Union. That's where I think Brandon Johnson has a real opportunity to be a leader and step up and say, look, I'm no longer fighting for the administration. I'm no longer fighting for the bureaucracy. You know who I'm fighting for? The kids.
3: Uh, Ted Dobrowski, how does he do that? What do you want to see? And both of you can sound off on this, but what do you want to see? Let's take the schools for now. Uh, Coming from the schools, what could be different or be made to be different?
1: Well, I'll tell you, number one, and um, this is this is not just a Chicago thing. It's an Illinois thing. But I would love to hear Brandon Johnson say um, "You know, it, 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 this is sounds silly because he's I'm saying the opposite of what he's been saying. So I don't expect him to do it. But this is what I would love. Um, you know, he's he said that some of this testing uh, uh, is uh, part of eugenics. He says it is racist, that it's why you know. White, you know promoting white supremacy, and so he wants to get rid of testing. I look at it the opposite. And, you know, Again, we can, we can quibble over what testing is good and bad. I would love to hear the opposite. When I see only one of 10 Black kids in Chicago public schools reading at grade level and one of 20 doing math, I would love for him to be the leader tomorrow, the education leader, and say, we are going to obsess about literacy at Chicago public schools. We're going to get all of our resources. Forget most things. Let's get our teachers, our parents, our volunteers. Get the corporate community. We're all going to take this from one out of ten to three out of ten. You know, in two years, five out of ten in five years. Whatever, whatever that metric is, and obsess and have everybody measure the heck out of those tests and see if we can get our kids reading. Because if our, you know, if our black children or Hispanic children and our white children, you know, if they can't read a grade level in the third grade, they are doomed for life. Not every one of them, of course, people make it, but they are doomed. And so that would be my obsession about education. Make it about reading and, of course, math. They've got to have the core subjects. And that would be a big signal to me that he was willing to, to change. But I want to hear a signal, not, not the same thing that we've heard before. So it's a massive investment in reading.
3: Well, and and investment, there's there's the word that we need, though, there. That talk well, that means more money, doesn't no, it?
1: Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, Craig, Craig, sorry to interrupt you. We spend $29,000 per student at CPS right now. We spend massive amounts at CPS. The question is, and this would be a second thing for Brandon, would be where's our money going? Let's make sure it's making it into the classroom, into our obsession of, of you know, teachers and, and their staff, their, their helpers and reading. We don't need more money, Craig. And you know Illinois spends the eighth most in education across the country. We're the eighth highest. Highest in the Midwest. We spend $6,000 more per student than Indiana does so, we spend massive amounts. We need to say, How do we spend our money better? Like, like any, any accountability system, you say, We're spending tons of money, where the heck's it going? Let's obsess about spending it the right way.
3: You're listening to WBBM News Radio's at issue. I'm Craig Delamore. We're considering a more conservative view of Chicago's progressive new mayor with Matt Prapraki, the president and CEO of the Illinois Policy Institute, and Ted Dabrowski, president of WirePoints. Uh, there's so many things that we could spend so much time on. I do want to talk about what was the number one issue in which we've touched on, and that is crime. Uh, Matt Paprocki, you, you say Chicago's future hinges on a commitment to improving public safety and affordability, and it's crucial that the new mayor champions that vision. How can he do that? What What
0: actions do you want to see? So, uh, there's a lot of issues with crime. And I, do you remember, Craig, do you remember that uh, 1958, there was that fire at Our Lady of the Angels on the Northwest side of Chicago. And it was just, it, yes. it, it's this yeah. terrible fire. So a fire starts in this building and these poor kids are stuck on the upper level of this school. And uh, it gets to the point that there there the fire's outside and kids start jumping out of the windows, right? Like from the third story, they start jumping out of the windows and uh, just to figure out how do they save their own lives. And in the way that, you know, we've heard from the rhetoric of of Mayor Brandon Johnson, he's talking about the problem as if it's because people are jumping out of the building. But that's not the problem. That's not the problem we have in the city of Chicago right now. The issue is not that people are jumping out of the building. The problem is that there's a fire, right? And we've gotta go focus our attention and go put out the fire. Now you know root causes of you know the, the fire that we're seeing. You know number one is is education. If if a kid graduates from school, if they graduate and they don't have the ability to read and write, uh, what job can they go into? And I think that is that we need to be talking about that fire. But the other fire is jobs in creating pathways to great work. Uh, this is one of the places that uh, you know I want to see what the mayor does on this. He said that they were going to create a bunch of summer jobs. Uh, so that kids in, in bad areas could find uh, opportunities. Uh, again, we've we've seen no actual plan for this. We've, we've heard rhetoric, but what I wanna see the mayor doing on this is let's talk to businesses. Let's go stand up and say, look, we want you here and we want you creating jobs for these people in these communities and let's all work together. I wanna see Brandon Johnson flying down to every other major city in America and making an argument to the businesses to say, come here, right, come to Chicago. And, it doesn't take much. We know this, right? all your listeners know this. Come to the city of Chicago, go walk on the lakefront or in the parks, and see the thriving the business, the life that has here. This is one of the greatest cities ever to exist. So what we want is I want a mayor who's going to go out and fight for those businesses, who are going to go fight for those jobs, who are going to go fight for those kids. Uh, and when we do that, you know the crime issues, that's how we go address it. There's a, a good friend of mine. Uh, who's down in uh, California. And he runs Father Greg Boyle. He runs this uh, program that takes uh, people who are formerly incarcerated in parts of gangs and he gives them jobs. And so you have gang members sitting next to gang members, uh, working jobs, selling coffee, making t-shirts. And they don't fight and they don't go back to prison. And he says this line, he says, nothing stops a bullet faster than a job. We hear that phrase a lot these days. And he's right. He's right. So what I want to see is let's not demonize business. Let's work with business. Let's incentivize business. Let's create more jobs. Let's create this thriving economy where everybody in every area can come here and work and find jobs and get a quality education. That's what's going to turn around the, the crime issues here in Chicago.
3: Ted Dabrowski. uh is, is that enough or are there other things that you want to see? Because let's face it, we also have a police force where um morale has been down for the last uh, number of years. Uh what, what do you add to this mix?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think Matt's right. There's a lot to be said about about uh, you know, at some point being positive about, about our city and, and and selling it. Uh, but you know, before that, we have to start with one thing, and that's you know, and and you know, and, and Brandon Johnson does a really good job talking about root causes. But you know, there's there's two issues with crime. There's the root causes, which we know can take, and we've seen it. We've take, it can take decades to fix. And there, then there's the immediate tamping down on crime right now, and uh, we're not doing that. I think we need to understand how bad things are. And you know, we, we've done a, a good bit of the numbers on that at Wirepoints. Uh, number one is you start. You're right. Start with police morale. If police don't feel like they've got their backs watched, if they if they feel like they're if they're the problem. They're not going to do a good job. And, and Brandon Johnson has to figure out how to be uh, something that Lori Lightfoot couldn't do. And that's a backer of the police. So police morale, number one. And your know, beat cops are down 20% since Lightfoot took office. So we're missing our beat cops on the street. But number two, we got to get this chain of, of, of what we'd call the criminal justice system fixed. Right now, our arrest rates for major crimes, the seven major crimes, are at 5%. That means 95% of of reported crimes go unarrested. So basically, there's no punishment for doing a crime. In fact, you you probably probably have a pretty good incentive to go do crime. Number two, uh, Kim Fox and team don't prosecute. And we've seen them push back against prosecution. We see felon after felon go back out on the street and do crimes. That can't happen. We were not going to get anybody's confidence, corporates, people, the cops, if they keep doing that. And of course, uh, uh, Judge Tim Evans, has really backed up on sentencing. His, his change to uh, you know largely re- eliminating bail has, has really left a mess. And then, so you've got companies like Walmart who, who can't handle the crime. You've got Guggenheim who's now um, leaving. You, of course, had Citadel complain about the crime. And you know McDonald's is a big one. We can't continue to ignore the problem. So Brandon Johnson, yes, talk about root causes all you want, but you better focus right now on the day-to-day crime that's happening right now. And if you don't arrest convict and prosecute and in sentence, it doesn't matter.
3: Even during the campaign, uh, Brandon Johnson said uh, part of his plan was hiring more detectives. Uh, that was the biggest part of his, uh, his immediate crime uh, plan. Uh, is that one of the answers? And, and I, will, I will stipulate, because I say this all the time uh, on, in, this, in, in this program, the problem of crime is so multi-level that people who think one person's gonna come in with a magic wand and do one thing and solve the problem is lying to you. Uh, but is that one, is hiring the board more detectives, one part of getting I, a handle on this?
0: So I think your point is right. Look, I mean, crime has, there's a, there's a variety of reasons why crime exists. Uh, but what we need is actual action on this cause. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, I'm looking at in the future is, you know, what is the mayor's plan on any of this? So he says, okay, more detectives. Well, he's mayor now. Is he hiring more detectives? Is he going on ride alongs with police? Is he talking to the police captains? Is he is he coming up with a plan to have a permanent police chief in place? You know, what is the plan for Memorial Day weekend? I mean, this is usually one of the most dangerous weekends in the city of Chicago for a year. I don't I haven't heard anything on this front. And so, you know, n- now is the point of shifting from uh, talk about, OK, well, let's get more detectives. What we need to see is is a little bit less talk out of out of the current mayor and more action. Let's let's actually let's develop the plan. Let's implement the plan and uh, let's see what happens. But if we're just if if constantly we're just allowing police to have, as we've talked about, low morale, we're not there to support them. We're not there to say, hey, where are the problems and how can we address it? Uh, nothing's going to change. We should point
3: out, and before before you go to, we are talking on Mayor Johnson's fifth day in office. No question. (laughs) No question. No question, but I
0: think think people still are looking for that, right? Like when somebody goes and takes over the reins, and this is, it's no different whether you're mayor or whether you're running an organization or whether you're the head of a household, right? What your family and what your business and what your city looks for is, is, where are we going forward? Right. So it might be the fifth day. But, you know, what's what's the hundred day plan? What are we talking about on Memorial Day? Because these things, th- that's my ultimate concern is that. Ultimately, these things are predicated. The results of what's going to happen in our city are predicated based on action. And, and part of that is, is telling everybody, here's what we're going to do. And so instead of, you know, while while I would wish I wish the antidote to all of these problems is love, as he said, I, I hope that there's more love and all of these problems get solved. Uh, But what we actually need is, I I think out of all of the things that we talk about, how crime is multifaceted, I mean, certainly love, I I hope that happens, but we need actual plans. And so, yes, we are early on. Yes, it is five days. But when you're the leader, he's the leader of our city. And uh, part of a leader is showing your vision, telling people what you're going to go do and execute. Ted Ted Dabrowski.
1: Yeah, Craig, I want to just add there, um, look, to the question of more 200 more uh, detectives yeah i mean everything else equal 200 detectives is better but we have to be we have to remember that if you have a failing system adding more people doesn't help uh same thing in, in cps you can add you can add as many people as you want but if the system is broken or corrupted it doesn't that's work. right, that's, it right. It that's right so
3: yeah, a, ted can i jump no, because that's
1: such a that's such
0: a great point ted has i uh i recently and this is based on research that Wirepoints did a fantastic job but I went over and visited uh, this school called Chicago Hope Academy in in West Garfield Park. And it's a a small private school. And you walk in the doors, and I think it's 95% of the people who go to school there are low income. And you see these banners, and it's for Brown, and it's for Harvard, it's for Notre Dame and University of Illinois. Uh, And they're packed. You go down the street, and there's a school called Manly. Uh, Manly was built for 3,000 kids. Today, the current enrollment is 70 Right there's 80 administrators and teachers in the school, so they have more. As Ted's point, they have more teachers and administrators than students. One out of every four kids will graduate from this school. Can you imagine?
3: Let me, so to Ted's point, more answer the We're, we're, we're almost out of time. <laughs> Go
1: ahead. Yeah. Well, so, so so the the accountability issues is one, and and uh, so this is a big look. This is why 400,000 uh, high what what you would call them a high uh, high priority. Uh, police 911 calls went unanswered, 400,000. That included 15,000 assaults in progress, 14,000 domestic battery, 1,000 people shot. Um, It's a failed system. So what I think the other thing that needs to be talked about, and we won't have time here, but I think the whole equity discussion, which has become so so, um, prominent in everything, is we talk about equity and we drop the word merit. So You know, we can add as many police officers as we want, but if we don't say we're going to arrest them, if we don't prosecute them, if we don't sentence them, then it's a revolving door. And policemen, you can add as many policemen as you want, but the policemen know that that guy, if I arrest him, I'm taking a risk for trying to get him. He'll be out in the street tomorrow. Why bother? So therefore, that's why we're having these problems. Uh, I really think that this whole equity discussion needs to be replaced by merit, competence, achievement, excellence.
3: And that's gonna to have to be our final work because we are indeed out of time. This is one of the faster half hours I've, I've been part of and we'll have to do this again sometime, maybe uh, into the uh, the administration when we start seeing some of these plans, because I know some of them are in fact being worked out, I would like to thank Ted Dabrowski, president of Wirepoints, and Matt Paprakie, who is the president and CEO of the Illinois Policy Institute, for spending this time with us. To our listeners, if you'd like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website wbbmnewsradio.com. There's a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on Odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening until until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM.
2: Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app, the biggest sports radio stations in the country, providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives, streaming live and always available on demand.